0: friends and welcome back it's been a while we are back with another edition of deep like leviathan it's probably been i don't want to say how long it's been but uh the whole podcast thing uh hosting it specifically not so much my jam it turns out but anyway this is evan altman i am your intrepid host here and uh got a little treat for you you're not gonna have to listen to well you will have to listen to me talk a little bit but uh, I uh, recently got the chance to sit down with Chicago Cubs right-handed pitcher Alec Mills, uh, who is back home in Tennessee as a, as a part of the shutdown with the coronavirus. Um, and he's, he's out there practicing social distancing, so we caught up over the phone. The audio got a little goofy on here, so I will apologize in advance. There are some portions where, where it gets a little sketchy, um, but I will have a lot of this stuff in an interview that I'll be posting on my website, CubsInsider.com, so you'll be able to kind of check these things out uh, together. So anyway, enjoy the conversation, and uh, I hope everyone out there is being safe. Practice your social distancing. Keep yourselves inside. Um, I know I was excited, actually, to see there's a bunch of new movies. uh, The movie Onward from Disney Pixar being released on Disney Plus uh, Friday night, the 20th. Is it the 20th? I don't know. Whatever that might be. Uh, a bunch of other new releases being released uh, much earlier on digital than they previously would. So, lots of reasons to be able to stay in home, order takeout, or cook for yourself, and just keep yourselves and your and your families safe. And uh, you know, hey, maybe maybe find another maybe find like a good podcast uh, to listen to other than this one. Which, by the way, I do have another one called Into the Basket. It's a uh, it's a Cubs podcast, but. With No Cubs Baseball, I think the next couple episodes may skew a little bit more heavily toward the pop culture side, so there are some other things out there for you to do, but just go check out, uh, again, iTunes or, or Spreaker or Stitcher, any of the places out there that, that host podcasts that, that house this podcast that two or three people might end up listening to, which is cool. But anyway, uh, that's it for now, but enjoy my conversation with Alec Mills.
1: I think I got to got, and we were all off set. So can you hear me all right? I can hear you. I'm going to pull it off the speaker and just goes like this. So, um, yeah, I mean, the first thing I guess I kind of wanted to hit on, So I know we were we were going to initially talk, I think, last week on, on Thursday, and uh, now we've had all the, the change, and I know um, everything's kind of been suspended for the time being, so what? Uh, I know it's only been about a week, so I don't know if you've had a chance to establish kind of a new routine, but how are you trying to keep yourself in shape here uh, in the meantime now that you're back at home?
2: Yeah, I apologize for that. It took me about the last week and everything, but uh, we got a pray to We're going to get
1: You know, you've got a catcher or whatever you're trying to work through. So, is that is that difficult for you to sort of replicate uh, how you're going to be going through a, a typical game? Is it just, or is it just a matter of as long as you're staying in shape, you can ramp that up and stuff back up.
2: Uh, I mean, yeah, I think you're never going to be able to replicate any sort of game environment. Um, I think you can try as much as you can, but uh, I'm a firm believer in that, you know, I don't think you can. Um, you know, bullpens are 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 good, obviously, but uh, there's nothing like pitching in a game. Um, and you know, I think uh, it's just a matter of trying to stay in shape because I can't, you know, long tossing enough, um, getting off the mound enough that, that I'm in good enough shape that I, you know, that that two, three, four week period or whatever we get um, should be enough to get back into uh, you know game into game shape and uh, and be ready to go. One of, one of the things obviously is a little bit different um, in the current
1: situation. You know, certainly uh, uh, at camp, you know, access to all kinds of different technology and, and certain feedback on the, on the data and all that. I know sometimes that can be overloaded. It's probably a, a good thing to get away from. But, um, you know, early on, there's a lot to a lot to be said for the pitch lab and certain things you're trying to work on. I know you had mentioned, uh, I think it was Sahadev Sharma, who had some some little things in there. I know you said you were working on your two-scenes a little bit to try to get more movement on it. Uh, is, is that something that you are experiencing a little bit of success with yet? Is, is that something you're still trying to work? gone or, or how does that look for you right now
2: um yeah it was one of those things that i had uh, i really hadn't brought it into the lab off the mound yet kind of just messing with it throwing um you know i just i really just wanted to get through spring um uh, you know being as, as successful as i could you know this being a big spring for me you know trying to make a team and everything so uh i think i was really just trying to get through spring and, and not trying to experiment too much with stuff on the mound um and just kind of do what, what got me there and do what i do best um but i think you know it's one of the things that never never gets taken into the lab, but I think it's something that I can continue to work on and uh you know, hopefully hopefully make it better uh, when time when time comes. Well so the one the one pitch probably
1: that, that I think got the most publicity was the curveball. Uh that that big slope curve that you rolled up there a couple times. And uh <laughs> actually I don't know, not not you didn't hurt the guy, but uh it created such an ugly swing I had to leave the game. Uh, which is pretty impressive to see, and, and just to watch that thing come up Which, and I don't know how much you've seen, but it's uh, literally the slowest curveball in Major League Baseball at least by average of velocity. And I know that's something that you had kind of tinkered with, really sort of dialed in uh, last year, if I recall. So how you know how did that come about, and and is there? I guess the follow-up to that would be: is there ever a time like when you just roll something up there like that that just gets it ugly? Or something that you've got to stop yourself from actually laughing? Because some of that, as a viewer, it's kind of hilarious to watch it happen. I know you've probably got to stifle that a little bit more, but how how did that come about and how
2: is that continuing to develop? Uh, You know, so it was, uh, uh, I guess it was, I don't want to say halfway through the year, maybe a little bit towards the, well, maybe about halfway through the year last year in uh, in AAA. Um, And it was one of those things where, um, you know, coming up, I'd always, uh, Curveball and Slider had always been, Similar pitches, um, both velocity and movement. Um, I kind of, kind of was always having trouble separating them and making them two different pitches. Um, you know, two distinct different pitches. Uh, so it was one of those things where I uh, kind of started messing with it and stuff with uh, the pitching coach Triple A slowing it, slowing the curveball down and stuff, and varying the grips and stuff, and, uh, and messing around. Um, and had a little bit of success in the bullpen. Um, you know, going back to like you said that the, the uh, we didn't have a pitch lab or anything, but we had the uh, uh, I'm drawing a blank on what it is now. The numbers in the bullpen, line. whatever. Repsoto and Adrianic. Oh yeah, yeah Repsoto. Uh, yeah, 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 absolutely, completely true. Nope. But uh, <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> um, and you know, so saw saw some differences in that, um, and then it was one of those things where it's like, well, you know what, let's just throw in the game, see what happens, um, and then had some success, um, and then you know, kind of gradually, but it was able to slow down more and more, um, and then sometimes I have trouble with, uh, you know, maybe slowing my body down a little too much, uh, stuff like that. One of those things where I think it's, it's still uh, still a work in progress, but uh, I've been pleased with the results, um, and it's definitely made uh, made those two very distinctly different pitches, uh, which is was always the goal. Um, and so now I think I can really call myself a true four pitch pitcher, um, which I think is uh, is big for me and my success, and uh, being able to do this for a long time. So, uh, and I guess as far as uh, uh, smiling and laughing, I think uh, it's something that I'll uh, I'll probably. Know ever do just because uh you know the minute i do that you know i'll throw a fastball on it you know it gets hit hit off the wall or hit you know 40 or deep so it's one of those things where uh, baseball has a very funny way of uh uh making karma come true very quickly um and so uh you know I, i've definitely been hit i've definitely had a lot of baseball hit hard on me so i try not to uh, do anything to that matter uh, just you know take what i can get and uh you know know, know that hitters are very good so uh I'll, uh, I'll, I'll just throw up there what I can and see what happens. There you go. Well, so speaking of a lot of balls getting hit hard, and
1: and I know you spent some time at Iowa last year. There was a lot that got made publicly just out of and it happened at the major league level, but the kind of the juiced quote unquote balls. And I know um, using the major league balls at Iowa, there were a lot of guys. So I, I, I talked with uh, Dakota Mechas earlier in the year, or was, I guess it was last year at this point, but about you know he. Had talk about some of the guys coming up from double a had a lot of trouble adjusting uh the ball was a little bit different things moved a little differently uh did you you know experience anything with that i know moving from um triple a to the majors similar configuration but i know a lot of hitters ballparks in the pacific coast league was that something that you had to adjust to or, or um you know was there were there any issues that you saw at that uh
2: with the ball um you know i think it's definitely a big difference in the ball uh you know, I guess, for me, when I made the jump, it was, yeah, they, I mean, I think last year was the first year with the big balls in AAA, um, and uh, it's definitely a huge difference. I mean, I, it's wound tighter, seems a little lower, uh, um, and, and, and I find I get a lot more movement on the, the baseball as far as fastball-wise and stuff like that, um, and I and I definitely think it carries a little further, um, even throwing, I notice sometimes, um, but I think it's just a matter of it getting wound well tighter. It's a little, little firmer of a baseball, maybe, I'm not sure on the all, all the physics of that, but uh, I think there definitely is, uh, definitely is some carries to the ball that, you know, minor league ball doesn't have. So, you know, you got that combination of that, you know, maybe guys not maybe knowing exactly where it's going, missing a little too much middle, um, and, you know, hitter friendly parts of the PCL, hitter friendly environments, you know, and, uh, maybe the ball traveling a little further all, all that combined to really, uh, I think skyrocket those home run numbers in AAA. Um, so who, you know, I, I, I don't want to dive too much into that. I don't, like I said, I don't know too much of the physics of it, but it's definitely a very big difference. Um, and I glad they, I'm glad that they made that step, um, to move those balls into the minors. And I think, I believe this year, double A is getting the balls. Maybe I could be wrong. Um, but, uh, I mean, I think it's a huge step because if you're going to go from, you know, triple A to the big leagues, and, you know, obviously you're one step away. I think it was always crazy that the baseball was so drastically different. You come up and, you know, have something in your hand that was so foreign and you, you know, you're still expected to perform. So it was one of those things where I was I was glad they made that move for sure. Well so and that that leads me
1: really well into this next one because I was interested, you know, as I'm as I'm looking through your numbers and, and just kind of breaking some things down and your you know, your performance at the major league level uh, on paper at least appears to be I don't want to say significantly better, but your strikeout numbers are higher, your swinging strike numbers were better. Um, your, your walks, if I'm not mistaken, have dropped down. And, and, and again, it's, if we look at strikeout rate of about 21% of AAA, 30% in the majors, you know, at a higher level, more advanced hitters. Is there, you know, when I'm looking at it saying just on paper, again, it seems counterintuitive. You wouldn't expect somebody to step up and do better. But so far, it looks like you've been able to do that. Is that is there something you feel like about your game that translates better? Is it a matter of uh, different and better scouting reports or game planning or
2: anything that stands out, or is it just a matter of, hey, it's, it's a good fit? <laughs> um, I think, again, uh, maybe combination of everything. Um, I think uh, one thing the Cubs do well is uh, the scouting department and stuff like that as far as, uh, you know, attacking hitters weaknesses or, or maybe just the things that they're not as good at um, is very, very advanced and, and uh, has helped me a lot. You know, when I got up and, you know, started really sitting down with Borzello and Tommy and, and Brad Mills and stuff like that, and, uh, was able really to uh, to dive into hitters and really uh, start to exploit weaknesses and stuff um, with, with certain pitches. Um, but I think it was also a combination of, uh, you know, I, I really do think that uh, I'm a better pitcher right now than I was last year at the beginning of the year, um, you know, Made some adjustments, maybe uh, uh, you know, a- attitude, mentality-wise, um, and then you know, stuff with with pitches. You know, able to use certain pitches, uh, different sides of the plate that I've never been able to do, stuff like that. Um, so I think it was always it's always been uh, um, good that I've always felt like I've been able to improve every year. Um, and I think last year was big for me to uh, really really do some things that I was never able to do, um, and, and give me some confidence doing those things, and then obviously seeing it having uh, some sort of success of always was always good and you know helped we leapfrog into the offseason
1: and I could do it. When and that's you know you mentioned they're just kind of making some some mental adjustments and and kind of getting in a different space in terms of your attitude with it. And, and David Ross said, uh, you know, after I think it was after one of your one of your starts, maybe or he was talking about um, obviously at the time, kind of the conversation of who's going to take that this starter role, and, and you and Tyler Chatwood, it both looked really good. The one thing, I, I saw this quote, and I really liked it, that Ross said, you have a low heartbeat out there on the mound. You're just super calm, very relaxed, and, and he compared you to Kyle Hendricks, and others have said the same thing. Just kind of, I want to say, emotionless is not really the right word, but but just, again, calm and stoic. Is is that something that you've had to work on? Has that always been there for you? And and is that something, again, that you've, I guess, sought to improve or that you've sought advice from others in terms of uh how you are out on the mound
2: um i would say i've always been towards the uh the calmer side of the spectrum but uh, i definitely think that it's something that i've had to work on and get better at um as far as you know just being uh kind of one emotion um you know i I think uh it's a big advantage for for us especially you know i mean kyle doing what he does you know so well and, and so effectively and for how long he's done i mean five six years now and uh you know, obviously, it's a good guy um, to look up to in the organization. You know, obviously, pitching um, fairly similar and stuff like that. But uh, you know, I, it, I just, I've always been a believer, and you know, I tell a lot of the uh, younger kids that I've, you know, have given lessons to in the past or, or talked to and stuff. And you know, I, you know, if you if you give up any sort of uh, inkling that you, you know you've given up or that they've beat you or or you're frustrated on the mound, I mean, I think it just fuels a hitter, fuels a team. I mean, uh, hitting's contagious, and if you can do. Um, even the littlest bit of things to uh, to try to uh, you know soften the blow on the hitters and and make them not feel as comfortable in the box um, because obviously I'm not throwing you know 99 or anything like that um, I need to have uh, every uh, every edge I can get so I think it's one of those things where being calm and 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 staying calm and collected is uh, is an advantage for me and I think uh, something that that helps me out. Well, and uh,
1: you know I know a lot can change yet between we really don't have a very Good idea of of when things are coming back around, but um, you know, at the time, certainly, role was your role uh, for 2020 was maybe a little bit up in the air in terms of starting or or working out the bullpen or kind of swinging between the two. I mean, do you have? uh, I would guess that you have a preference in that regard, but I mean, has the team talked to you about kind of what that role is going to be, or is it just a matter of you know? And have you expressed that, or is it a matter of just? rolling with the punches and, and, hey, we're just going to go forward with it and, and whatever happens, happens?
2: Um, You know, we kind of had started to uh, to had some sit-down, some talks and stuff and discuss some things, but nothing ever really was uh, was concrete or anything to that matter. Um, and, and as far as I knew, you know, the competition for, for everything was still on. I mean, we had a couple weeks left in spring. Um, you know, obviously I came out of the bullpen that one time. I guess that was the last game we played maybe, or yeah, I think it was. Yeah, that would have been a Wednesday, um, Wednesday night game. Yeah. Um, and it was one of those things where they were just like, Hey, we'll see what happens. We'll see, uh, see how you respond and stuff like that. Um, you know, and i had come out of the bullpen before. Um, but I think it was one of those things where, where for me, it was uh, something that I could show them that I could do that, uh, do that and, and have that role and, and do it well. Um, so it's just another thing, another, you know, uh, notch in the belt that I can say I can do and, and help the team out. And, uh, you know, I think it's like you said, it's one of those things where, uh, I mean, I'm just going to roll with the punches. Um, you know, preference or not. I mean, I, I who knows. I mean, I obviously I just want to pitch. You know, I think it's uh, something that I've you know wanted to do my whole life, and uh, so I just I just want to pitch. You know, bullpen starter, whatever it is, I'll, I'll just do whatever I can to help the team win. Absolutely. Well, uh, you know, you, you. said your your whole
1: life, so I assume you, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of kids grow up playing, but I, I assume you were maybe uh, had a, a hero or somebody like that growing up. Was there somebody who you sort of idolized coming up? You're like, oh man, I, that's that's the guy right there and that you tried to pattern your game after at all, or has it been more of a, uh, you know, you sort of built your own style as you, as you went along.
2: Um, so it's actually kind of been surreal. I was a Cubs fan growing up. My parents are from the Chicago area. Um, uh, mm-hmm. so I actually, actually went to Wrigley, um, a, di- a pretty good amount growing up. So it's been pretty surreal with that whole thing. Um, but you know, just to, uh, uh elaborate on that. I mean, I think, uh, you know, I watched Sammy Sosa growing up, um, you know, I watched Kerry Wood, Mark Pryor and stuff like that when they were coming up. Um, but I, don't, I mean, <laughs> you know, you can't stuff to emulate Mark Pryor and Kerry Wood and what they right. were doing. Right. Um, they were pretty dang good at what they did. Um, so I don't know if I really emulated, uh, emulated my uh, game after anybody. Um, uh, but you know, obviously, you know, you can mimic and, 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 you know, imitate stuff just, you know, obviously all in flattery and, uh, but I think uh, I've slowly just become, you know, kind of kind of myself. You know, obviously wearing the glasses on the mound, you know, stuff like that. You kind of have to be yourself, or um, or you're kind of going to get swallowed up. So I mean, I obviously I have a little bit different of a lineup than most people. You know, land clothes, foot clothes, stuff like that. But uh, you know, I think it's just something that makes me me, and uh, you know, hopefully adds a little deception. One and so I
1: guess uh, you know, kind of the, the follow up, and this will be. I think probably my my last, and I'll let you get back to the rest of your life, but, um, you know, it was, I'm always interested to to find out, because some guys kind of, like, you know, you mentioned Kerry Wood, right, and here's a guy who, uh, of course, had been showing his 20-strikeout game on uh, on Marquee. I was watching that pretty recently, and you get a guy who comes up who's 20 years old, you know, like a phenom, all the way through every new, okay, this kid's going to be the same thing, you know, Mark Pryor, perfect delivery, every new top prospect, um and, and those guys maybe knew early on and maybe you did but i guess was was there a point at or uh, obviously you're there now but uh at what point i should ask did you kind of realize like hey you know what i'm i'm pretty good at this i might be able to make a living with this baseball thing <laughs>
2: um you know obviously uh when you get drafted it's kind of a uh some sort of indication that, you know, you have the ability to do it. Um, you know, everybody they draft they, they, they think has the ability to play in the big leagues. But, uh, you know, I think it really kind of set in when, uh, obviously I debuted in 16, um, and then, you know, was able to pitch in, in a couple of big league camps have some success and then go up in September and do some things right. Um, but I think, you know, honestly, I don't know if there was ever a, a, a moment, um, that just definitely was like, all oh, right, I can do this. Um, you know, I think in my head when I say you know do this for a living, I you know, I guess the high standards. You know, I think for me, pitching in the big leagues is what I want to do for a living. You know, obviously, um, I've been pitching baseball uh, professionally for I guess this is my ninth year. So I mean, I'm I making I'm making a living out of it. Um, but I think um, the big leagues is obviously the goal and, and what I would consider that. So I would say last year, um, I think it was just kind of a combination of everything and was able to have success and. Um had a good time and, and you know, uh, played on played around a bunch of good guys and a and a good ball club. So I think uh I think kind of as a whole last year I realized that I could do this, uh, and I'm good enough and uh like I said, kinda of leap me into the offseason um uh the off season and uh, uh just gave me some confidence that I knew I could do it. That's awesome.
1: Uh no, that's that's really cool man. I uh like I said I, I appreciate you taking some time. I know there's uh there's a lot. A lot of other things going on so uh so definitely you know just being able to take the time is is very cool so um i'm just going to try to work something up and have something posted out there and share it back to the agency as well and hopefully get a little run with it
2: yeah yeah no and uh you know appreciate your you know reaching out and everything and and, you know obviously i'm not doing too much right now we're we're kind of stuck in the house too so uh I've, i've got time but uh I oh, appreciate you calling, and uh, like I said, sorry about uh, kind of being a little late, and you know, last yeah. But it was yeah, chaos. What, what, so what I actually, what I, what I completely that forgot to I was like, back, yeah, you that. You know, cool. yeah, <laughs> I at the agency, and I'm like, oh my god! I told him I was going to call him on Thursday, and I'm like, it's Monday, and I'm like, oh geez. So. <laughs> no, yeah, it's but, uh, once I, I and I, I just really followed up, you know, because I was like, ah, oh, as, soon as, as soon as I heard that, you
1: know, we started. Hearing some things, because well, it was Wednesday night, was that game you pitched in, and that's when the NBA got postponed. I was like, "Uh oh, something's
2: yeah, no, coming." I, yeah, yeah no, I yep, <laughs> just I, wild. It's been crazy. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, stay safe and uh, you know do what you can. But uh, I appreciate you reaching out. Hey,
1: no problem at all, Alec. You stay safe as well. Just uh, you know, best of luck with the rest of everything that's going on, and and maybe at some point down the road, I'll, I'll kind of be able to follow up on some of this stuff with you. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Awesome, man. All right. Have a great rest of the afternoon. Yeah, you too. Bye. Take care. Bye.
0: And there you have it. That's the interview. Like I said, uh, it it popped and clicked a little bit uh, there, and and I know there were times when probably it wasn't great, and for that, I apologize. It's uh, the sound recorder that I use. The app that I use is not the greatest, so I'm not even going to drop a recommendation here. Uh, Nor will I recommend the automatic transcription service that comes along with it because, um, yeah, that would actually take longer to decipher than actually just listening to it on my own. So, anyway, uh, thanks again for listening, and uh, and I hope both of you, uh, again, are staying safe. I know I mentioned that earlier, but maybe a lot's changed in the 20 minutes since you heard my voice last time. So, uh, again, thanks for checking out Deep Like Leviathan. Uh, I've got nothing else to do over the next two to three weeks, so um, maybe I'll be recording this a little bit more frequently, which is – Uh, Almost impossible not to do, given how a few of these I've actually done. So, um, again, enjoy yourselves. um, You know, make sure friends and loved ones are are staying safe as well. And, you know, let's try to do the things that we can. I know we're practicing social distancing, but it can get really, really easy to let that devolve into emotional distancing as we sort of wall ourselves off from people. So do what you can uh, within reason to still have some of that contact, to still be able to keep in touch with friends and family and uh, and keep yourselves from going kind of stir-crazy, right? Find some ways to, uh, to have some healthy releases in this time. So, uh, you know, for the 15th time, thank you for listening, and uh, I'll catch you next time on Deep Like Leviathan.